If you like art, artistry, creativity, and jewelry, this episode is for you. Today, we showcase Sulema Fernandez-Han and her company, Amor First, which was born out of love and a passion for art. Hi friends, today's spotlight focuses on another female entrepreneur, mother, and all-around shining soul. We're talking art, jewelry, and my favorite, cosmetics. Get ready for a fun conversation that's nothing serious seriously and a whole lot interesting. She is a true artist and has the prints and jewelry line to back it up, not to mention an impressive career in the cosmetics industry. So today we're digging into the art and artistry of Salima Fernandez. Her work is ethereal, whimsical, beautiful, and so feminine. I'm excited to share her story with all of you. Salima, would you do me a favor and introduce yourself and your company, Amora First? Absolutely. So hello everyone. My name is Salima Fernandez-Hahn. And I am the founder and creative director of Amore First, which translates to Love First. Just a little backstory on the name. Uh, me and my husband, when we started this company back in 2007, we wanted to fuse both our cultures together. So that's where we incorporated the Spanish and the English. I love it. That's like yeah. my parents. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Um, so we're going to talk more about Amor First in a minute, um, but let's go to the beginning. It seems like you've been an artist for most of your life. I mean, when did you start? Oh my gosh, Monica. Well, um, I think it's been since I was a kid because uh, ever since I can remember, I've been drawing. Uh, I clearly remember in kindergarten grabbing the books that were uh, like in the little library that we had in class. And I would grab like the the ones, you know, well, all of them are picture books, obviously, but mm -hmm. uh, I would grab them and grab whatever paper was available with my crayons or pencils and like mimic the styles. And I kept doing that all through elementary school until eventually I kind of did just my own thing. But oh, I, yeah, I would say forever. <laughs> That's awesome. I love hearing, you know, about people who really find what they love early on. You know, sometimes it's a writer, sometimes it's a musician, sometimes it's an artist. I never had one of those moments. <laughs> I'm still well, trying to figure it out. It's okay, you know, it's it's all about timing sometimes, right? That's right. Let's talk a little bit about when we met and we worked together. We were just catching up um, and the makeup artistry seems like a natural outlet for your love of art and drawing and creating. Um, I know I used to watch you at events and everything, and you do a beautiful makeup. Like, oh, I, lo I loved events because I could see all the differences. And you know, you have to do what the client wants ultimately, yeah. but there was so much expression from each of the different artists and how they accomplished that goal. Like thinking about this and planning this episode really took me back to those days. I didn't have the raw creativity, so I just copied. Right. Like you tell me what to do. I can do it. And practice does make perfect. I yeah, eventually absolutely. got better, but I just didn't have the, you know, Sarah Lucero, Suleyma Fernandez creative street to kind of make it my own. How did you get into cosmetics? So purely by accident. Oh, okay. So I got my degree in design and I actually was working for Disney. When I got into cosmetics, I decided to go to, um, to get my master's in okay. business. The schedules that I had with Disney, I was, was conflicting with my schedule. I had a friend who was in the industry and she's like, you know what? Um, there's a position open for an events coordinator position with Elizabeth Arden. And you know, okay. that's one of the oldies, but goodies. It's been around since the past century. I can't believe right? that. 
the red door. Right. The red door. And literally that's kind of like where I accidentally got into the industry and I really fell in love with it. And then kind of just um, some other opportunities opened up. Yeah. So when we met, um, I was an account executive with Stila and you were an, like an account coordinator events. Sometimes I miss those days. It's, it's, they're really like great memories that I cherish. Where are you right now? Cause I know you transitioned, you've worked for a couple of cosmetics companies. I did. So Stilo was obviously, I was with them the longest, um, mm-hmm. well over, oh gosh, maybe 18 years, almost 19. Oh, wow. uh, I had worked with Lancome. Um, I worked with uh, Clinique, Elizabeth Arden, mm-hmm. and with Becca Cosmetics as well. A couple years back, it's been four years now, my mom passed away. And um, literally after that moment, you know, it was super tragic for me and it really made me reevaluate my life. And it's mm-hmm. like, am I really doing what I want to do? I've always had this passion for art and creating things and jewelry. And I decided to just take that leap of faith and with my husband's support, of course, mm-hmm. he's so supportive that. It, and I decided to just change my career and follow my dreams. I love that. That is what the spotlight is all about really showcasing people who are following their dreams and making it happen. And sometimes it, it's dropping what you have been into for a long time. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, we're going to, as I said before, we're going to dig into your jewelry line and your art. So you mentioned to me that you love TikTok and that you keep up with trends and stuff by, you know, watching videos. So what yeah. do you, what do you love about TikTok? How do you keep up with the times? Cause basically I'm, watching kids' cartoons, recording podcasts, <laughs> and gardening and making sourdough. I live in flip-flops and sunscreen, and I don't know I what is what. It. Gardening is so fun, too. Oh, I, I, you know, I don't have the magic hands with gardening. My husband does. So it's beautiful to see when it just, like, everything's blooming, and if you see all that hard work coming into fruition. But getting back to what you were saying about TikTok, so it's awesome. I'm what I, it's it's a little you know addictive. So I have to kind of wing off of it. My husband's like, okay, you need to like you know, but it's great um, because there's so much information. Um, I think I was sharing with you how like I used to be a history major. So there's like history talk. So you learn like things that were not taught in high school, you know. And I'm like, oh wow. So you learn so much stuff there. There's artist communities. And that's what's so great because you you get to connect with other artists and mm-hmm. you realize how how big this world is and how many artists are out there as well. You know, that's awesome. And then of course with with cosmetics, um, I just like the newest things, you you see people creating the looks and it's it's just pretty amazing how people transform. Yeah, but they have like all these amazing people that teach you recipes. DIY is huge on there, especially okay. for the holidays. Like I did like this amazing um, doorway with pumpkins. I had so many people like, oh my God, that's so amazing. I got that on TikTok. Okay. Um, so there's like the the Dollar Tree like crafts. I mean, and then interior designers have their accounts and they show you like how to do like transformations for a dime. Or of course you have like the entrepreneurs, like there's small business TikTok. You know, and they talk about their their business and... Well, let's get into the meat of today's episode, which is really talking about your company, Amor First, how you started it. I actually initially started Amor First back in 2007. It was uh, 
just kind of like an idea that came about. One day I was shopping at this vintage store and I came across this bag by this uh, designer called Jeep Collins. She was based out of Texas and she did a lot of handbags out of wood back in the oh. 60s, early 70s. And she was huge. And the style was so cute. And I remember actually taking it an event that we had with Stila. And I had so many people asking me where I got the bag. And I was like, hmm, I'm, this is, I'm onto something here. And, you know, also I'm an artist. So, mm -hmm. um, okay, so I kind of like fused what she did into something of my own where I incorporated uh, wood and leather and my artwork and Swarovski crystals and into making a bag. Okay. And I would design it. My husband would help me. And that's when we started doing that. And because it was handcrafted and it was made with love, mm -hmm. you know, it was just perfect for, for a more first. So that's when we started it. And the next thing you know, I'm pregnant. Oh, and, yes. Um, and then that's like, we took a pause after that, after, you know, be, your first child, as you know, it's a little overwhelming. It you're is. You're a new parent and you, you're, you're navigating how to go about raising this little person to just focus again on a more first okay. and broaden of what we have available for, for clients, which is the art, the jewelry, the accessories. Awesome. Do you remember the first piece that you sold? Yes. So with Amor First, it was this bag called Peaches. It was a wooden purse and it was these girls like picking peaches. And the girl that bought it from me actually not so long ago, I was in contact with her. She goes, I still wear my bag. Oh, so, oh my gosh. That's like well over, you know, 17 years that she's had that bag. And she says it's still, you know, still sturdy, still standing. So that was really nice. She that's got to feel so good yeah. to have someone appreciate yeah. your craftsmanship, your yeah. artistry, and like that the piece has endured as it, a handbag, it, which gets wear and tear. Yes. So she's like, I still have it. Did inspired by the pinup girls from the 50s. Mm -hmm. And it was 18 by 24 watercolor. And I sold this to this gal. She paid 700 bucks for it. And that was like my first like actual artwork that sold. So. That is so cool. I mean, I love I love your art. I'll talk about oh. more of why I love your art in a minute. But yeah, other than having a baby and taking a pause, and then getting back into it four years ago. Did you have any obstacles when you were starting out? Oh my gosh, getting to know the industry um, and how to go about starting, mm -hmm. um, especially with the jewelry and the accessory accessories, sure. because you have the idea, but making it come into fruition. Mm -hmm. So just starting the process, the idea, the mood board, and then um, the design and then the specs, and then finding a manufacturer that can make your vision into reality. A team that will be able to, first of all, not only work with you, but just be legit as well. That was hard. And then of course, also when the internet, um, you know, social media and all of that, learning all of that, it's been a learning curve mm -hmm. and I'm still learning. You have your fails sometimes. Yeah, no, I, I can only imagine. One of my most recent episodes for Spotlight was Jess Busey, and she's a jewelry designer in New York. And she just launched her own brand, and that's been six years in the making. So I can only props to you, you three, because that's a lot of hoops to jump through and a lot to navigate. You learn a lot. Like I said, you still learn. You're still learning. <laughs> but it's fun. It never stops, right? Learning never stops. That's what I tell yeah, my kids. Learning. As soon as you think you know it, things change. Now you have the internet, right? So I was Absolutely. looking through your website, and I love all the products that you have. You know, you've got mugs, you've got art, you've got jewelry. Have you found that it's easier now to promote your product with a website where you can just like buy online because I buy everything online? Yes and no, believe it or not. 
Okay. I think you still have those clients that want, you know, the tangible, they want to see it. Mm-hmm. But then what's great about, you know, the internet is that you can market to so many more other people, especially like people across the pond. So in that sense, that's the easy part. But something about low having something in front of you, I guess I'm old school in that sense, you know, because, you know, we've come from both sides, you know, our kids, obviously, everything is on the internet and everything, the old department stores and all of that, the brick and mortar location, I find so much more joy and pleasure in going to a store. Yeah. Right. Yes. It's, it's nothing like just looking at it and feeling it and seeing what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a different experience um, than online. But again, you know, like I said, you can reach a lot more people mm-hmm. through online sales and that's sure. primarily, you know, our sales are online. We do have a brick and mortar location. Oh, you but- do? Yeah, I do. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Where is it? So it's in Santa Ana, California. Actually, where Nordstrom's used to be. Do you remember the Nordstrom's? In I do. Mall? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, it's called Open Market OC. And you have different vendors there. Very um, cool. You know, it has like an anthropology vibe. When you go in there, I have my own like case line showcases my stuff there. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. You know, it's, I think it's always good to have that presence on top of your on- online presence. Yeah, no, it has its goods and its bads. Like I said, I still like, you know, to see things up front. People love convenience. They love that things mm-hmm. get shipped right to their door and they don't have to worry. About- and especially with, you know, the pandemic and everything. You know, so in that sense, it's really good. Okay. Well, that's that's good to hear. I I mean, I totally agree with you. I would love to be able to go and shop and like touch the clothes, look at the makeup color, put it on my hand, feel the texture of the skincare. Do I like the smell? Do I not? Because none of that stuff translates over a screen. I know like people that I still know in like the cosmetic industry, especially with Mm -hmm. cosmetic. Yeah. Um, They get a lot of returns can't try them on. Well, I noticed in one of your Instagram posts that you draw on a tablet. Yes. Do you (laughs) do that exclusively? Do you do like real paints and how does that work? I can barely sign my name on a tablet and my kids are going to be able to. So I do all mediums. Like I would say the tablet, which is my Apple, my, it's kind of, it's a big blessing because it doesn't take up room. You know, right. uh, the thing with like when working with canvases and, and watercolor paper, you have to store it. So mm-hmm. it can take up a lot of space. Uh, that's where that comes into play, which is great because okay. everything is kept in that file and you can do different sizes. I mean, really big sizes, you know, so that's the great thing about that. It's, oh my gosh, just even within digital art, that is growing so much. I don't know if you've heard of NFTs, but that's yes. like a big thing that's been happening, you know, where it's like virtual art. It's mm-hmm. become popular. You know, the great thing is that it mimics also your mediums, like your watercolor, your acrylic. So it it has those type of brushes and all of that, that sort of stuff. That is so, I mean, that it's is really so amazing. Cool. It is. And it's constantly evolving and evolving. And that's another like thing that I've had to learn. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, so that's how I see it. Just a different medium. I work with acrylic. I work with um, mixed media. Watercolor is one of my favorites. Okay. With oil as well. And then of course now I have the digital platform, which is especially more so with, you know, the social media. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes it easier because a lot of times there's stuff that I work with, say with watercolor or acrylic or whatever, you have to scan it with social media. So mm-hmm. it, it makes it easier. You could kind of well. copy your own like hard format, real exactly. life thing, and then just translate it easier. And believe it or not, um, you know, I have clients that purely wanted it, the file, mm-hmm. you know, they want to keep it, um, keep the file of that art. 
Wow. Uh, which is really interesting. And yeah. it's, it's, I know I've been seeing a lot of, you know, now you also have the TVs where people just display their art. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's, it's a fascinating. I really enjoy it. Um, I started with my finger, believe it or not, because I had the old school um, um, iPad. Okay. And I'm like, okay, I need to invest in this iPad Pro. And then I was, you know, because I was like, I thought maybe by having the the that pin that it would work, but no, it's specifically you have to get a certain type for the pin to work. And I just love it. Well, I think that's really cool because again, I can barely sign my name and have it be legible. I'm pretty sure my kids will be able to do everything on a tablet. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's crazy how kids nowadays their knowledge with like see my kids, that's what they use for school. So some of my favorite pieces are the ones you paint with multiple iterations of an image, right? So you've got like the blonde and the brunette and the chick with black hair and they're just similar, but they're different. And so you kind of, I don't know, they're cohesive, um, but they're all so unique and they're so pretty. Part of me wants to be all of them. So what has inspired your, your style? Definitely, I would say fashion, fashion illustration, like with that, specific series that Mm -hmm. I do. A little bit of that pop art with a vintage flair as well. And then I try to uh, make it also contemporary. But you know what? I don't think I have a set signature style for myself. I like to change. So I go through these spaces where I will do a series of, you know, a certain style Mm -hmm. and then I'll move to a different style and try that and might go back to that other style. I guess maybe Picasso, for instance, um, he had different periods in his artwork. Right. I'm not saying I'm a Picasso, but like his blue period and then cubism and so on. I just constantly like to evolve and I take inspiration from obviously a lot of the artists from the past. I think every artist does. You know, they they look at artists and then they kind of make it their own. That's actually one of my favorites. I love to do that repetitive. I've sold quite a few pieces of those. I think those are great, you know, for your boudoir. Yes. Or like your office if you're somebody that's, you know, loves things that are super like fashionable. I also loved looking at the ballerinas. And Sienna's room is like decked out in mermaid, right? We just went all mermaid. So in May, there's this thing called mermaid. I don't know if you've ever- What is that? That's when a lot of artists will do um, mermaid inspired art. Oh my gosh. It's called mermaid. Oh, I love that. I love that. Uh Well, if we had gone the other direction with, you know, just like girly things, I would have decked her room out with, you know, probably ballerinas and flowers and things like that. But I love your ballerinas. I think they are so beautiful and I look at them and I'm like, I could see this little piece of art dancing on a stage. I love ballerinas. They're so whimsical and so like the epitome of elegance. Yes. Ethereal. Well, so when did you add jewelry into your portfolio? So, okay. I've always had this fascination with jewelry since I was a kid. I used to love to put my mom's stuff on. And and when I look at jewelry, I look at it as a form of art. It's like a a sculpture. So I'm just really amazed as to like how you could put a piece of jewelry and it could truly transform the simplest outfit. You're wearing all black, but just accessorizing it with jewelry can change it up and make Mm -hmm. it more elegant. And for myself, when I design my jewelry, I want things that are kind of make a statement. They're a little bold sometimes. I like conversation pieces where people will actually see like, oh, wow, that's so cool. Like you can talk about it. Mm -hmm. Your serpent necklace. It's so amazing. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That that style really was inspired by the sixties during the time of um, Liz Taylor's, the movie she made Cleopatra with Richard Burton. I kind of got inspiration from that, obviously, you know, serpents and insects and all of that stuff. But yeah, that's really beautiful because you can also wrap it around your hand and use it as a bracelet as well. So fun. 
and it's turquoise and it has dirty diamonds and it has some rubies and it's really beautiful and elegant. I love that. Piece. Yeah, no. I had to have one for myself. It's-, it's gorgeous. And it's definitely, like you said, one of those statement pieces. I Oh, it's a ring. Okay. So here I am on your website, the earrings, this ring, the tentacle. I love it. Um, the tentacle is actually a bracelet. Oh, I love it. I think it's so it cool. It does kind of look like a ring. Like I can see when you see it. Um, in the small in the small image, it looks like a ring, yeah. but I can see now that I have the bigger image up here. So friends, we'll have some images and definitely the link to Amore First in the show notes. So, you know, if you're at all a jewelry lover and love statement pieces that are gorgeous, handcrafted, check them out. This tentacle bracelet just looks stunning. Oh, thank you. And hey, we are working on smaller pieces for those people that like, you know, uh, more modest uh, jewelry. I'm like a, stu- a stud girl, basically. Like, no, my sister is too, you know, yeah. so but those are some things that were It's kind of boring. <laughs> no, it's, you know, even like the small things are also really pretty. Like for instance, I'm a firm believer, like if you're going to wear like earrings, like big earrings, I don't ever do necklaces. Sure. Because it's too much. So if it, like you said, there has to be a balance. But if you do like small earrings, then you can do something big around the mm-hmm. collar. Like so. that old adage, you get dressed however you want, and then you look in the mirror and you take one thing off. Exactly. Right? What's your favorite piece of jewelry that you've designed, just out of curiosity? Oh my gosh. I think my favorite right now is this collar. It's called the Lotus Collar. And I love it because I layer it with different necklaces. And you know how you said you like the simple things, like the necklace that you have on now, something that you totally layer with that collar necklace. And okay. you the snap it on and snap it off and it, it looks really pretty like whether you're wearing like a strapless dress or like a, a white collar t-shirt so um, fun so pretty um so that's one of my favorites it's one of my newest newest um, pieces that we've launched i, so I, I love it i have a loud think... necklace called the amorphous ring which i've worn and people are like literally stopping me like oh my god that thing is huge it's it's a real it's probably like has like this chassadoni stones and then there's little semi-precious stones on them but it's really cool it's one of those things that oh that's really all you need and people will definitely like say oh my gosh let me see that like, well i'm I looking have- at this mosaic ring here <gasps> oh yes that looks that pretty one. cool that's beautiful and that one um it's about an inch and a half um, in width it's not that big okay but so beautiful i've actually used it with other rings on my hand and i um a lot of people like are like oh my gosh it's so gorgeous and that has a blended topaz um that's enamel work mm-hmm. it's so, it's so pretty it looks like it belongs at the beach with me <laughs> there don't, you go don't tell paul <laughs> i said that it's gonna be like what <laughs> It is a beautiful ring. The colors, right? There's just yeah. so like vivid They're and like just and these earrings. I mean, that I like the stuff. It's just it's gorgeous and it's so unique. Um, yeah, you know, I want my stuff to be, you know, it's eclectic, definitely for that person that doesn't want like cookie cookie cutter jewelry. Mm-hmm. They want something that's different that not everybody's going to have. Yeah, that's what I try to do when I make my pieces. Awesome. Is there anything else you want to share with us about Amore First, your art, your jewelry, anything about the company before we get into some of my favorite questions? Yeah, absolutely. Well, all I can say is that we make our items with love, hence the word Amore First. 
first love. Um, it really re- just represents my passion and my love for the things that I create. And I hope that when people do purchase from me, they know that it, it was something that was took time and effort and love. An heirloom piece for them, you know, to, yeah. to share for forever. And I enjoy doing it. <laughs> I think that's the best part that you, you know, are following your passion, your dream, and it's working. Thank you. Thanks, my friends. I appreciate that. Oh, my pleasure. Well, friends, I'm getting into one of my favorite parts of Spotlight episodes. I like to ask all of our Spotlight guests a few of the same questions because I've loved listening to all the varying answers and everyone is so unique in their response. It's just a great way to keep your pulse on the different aspects of our lives that kind of tie us together. What is the best advice you've received since starting Amore First? I used to ask what's the be- the worst advice, but you know, let's focus on the positive. Definitely for me, it, it came from a friend of mine who uh, also has her own business. Um, she said, just never give up and don't listen to people's negative comments, you know, trying to bring you down and telling you that, oh, you know, it's not possible or it's too much work just to keep at it and push, push, shove, shove, like my husband says all the time. As we mentioned, it's not, it's, it's hard, right? It, right. It requires dedication. You have your ups and downs, you have your fails. And sometimes you feel like, oh my gosh, why am I doing this? It, you just push forward and you don't give up. That's the way Monica and I talk about that, especially with the podcast. You know, we committed to, we had certain milestones, like we're committing to a year first. And then yeah. once we hit a year, we're going to commit to a hundred episodes. And, yeah. you know, who knows what's going to happen? And everyone's been super supportive and super positive. Paul likes to call himself the executive producer or idea, idea man, but he doesn't listen to the podcast. So I'm like, you don't get a title unless you listen. I need downloads, dude. I need downloads. There you go. (laughs) But Monica's husband's been really supportive. And we have a couple fans, like it's my mom, my dad, Monica's brother. So, you know, we're getting there. Right here too. (laughs) Okay, good, good. (laughs) Well, I think that's great advice because a lot of times people do just want to tear you down and being able to put that out of your head is the best advice. As it is, you know, it's hard for women, Mm -hmm. you know, when it comes to to building a brand or building a business, you should lift each other up rather right. than, more so too, if it's a dream and passion that you wanna pursue. I mean, I always say at least do it and try it because mm-hmm. you'll never know if you would have succeeded or not if you don't do it, right? Yeah, that's true, yeah. that's true. Is there anything that you have had to give up? I mean, you're a mother of two, you've started your own business, you live in California. Is there anything that you've had to give up? Is there something yeah. that you wanna get back into? You know, I just, I think just balancing time and being able to do more things with the kids. Okay. Um, the good thing is I do have the flexibility, but you know how you always want to do more as a mother and you never feel there's enough time in the day? Never. I think that's that's where the challenge comes to play with me. Like I okay. just want to have more time to be able to, be able to do more things. Um, Cause sometimes I have to drag the kids with me to the store or, or yep. whatever. But you know, the great thing is I have my husband who's also a great support system. So he helps a lot with that, but you also want to bear all the time for yeah. them. Good support was, system. Uh, good husbands are definitely yeah, like, uh, I do miss the makeup in a sense of getting, you know, all the stuff that we would get. Oh my free. God. You got so much and stuff. And then first divs on the new things and mm-hmm. knowing what come out that I do miss and the travel. I did a lot of traveling with when I was working um, with Stila and with Becca. So those things I miss, but hopefully with, with a more first that, you know, that will happen as well. So. All right. This is a frivolous question. You're on a desert Island. 
what three items are you going to take with you? Like cosmetic beauty items. Okay. So definitely I can't live without my moisturizer with sunscreen. Sunscreen. I think for a desert Island. Yes. (laughs) Yes. It's like a staple. Another thing would be probably lip balm. You always want your lips to be just uh, moist. And I know it's humid, but I don't know why that I just feel like a lip balm is always something maybe because I want color always on my lips. So would it be tinted lip balm? I like, yeah, like it's okay. a lip balm and believe it or not, those are really big right now too. And the other thing would be baby wipes. <laughs> and I'm sure you know why. Yes. <laughs> I, I love, I love that answer. That's so great. Oh my gosh. All right. If you could have a day to yourself, what would you do or where would you go? I would probably drive out to this place in the central coast of California called Avila um, Beach. Okay. And they have hot springs there you can like soak in them in the nighttime and see like the stars it's so beautiful and you're surrounded by these big trees i think they're sequoia trees i'm not really sure but they just hover over you and then you can see the stars it is so relaxing and that sounds beautiful beautiful. and it's like one of those hidden gems that a lot of people don't know about but it's well it's in the central coast and it's like literally right there in the coast it's called avulich mineral springs and so rejuvenating and tranquil and beautiful oh that sounds wonderful 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 gosh yeah okay the last question and my all-time favorite question if you could have a superpower what would it be Oh my gosh, this this is easy. I would say the power to slow time. Oh. Yes, to slow okay. down time. I feel like, I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel just even within the, you know, we talked about, can we believe it's been 17 years? Yeah. I feel like time is just going by so fast. I look at my kids and I'm like, school's almost over. And I feel like they just started right year and it's just going by so fast. You know, I, as I mentioned, I lost my parents and I feel like I wish I still had them with me. Yeah. It would be to slow time down, slow it, slow it down and just to be able to have more time. My kids as children. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Mine would be not sleeping. We talked about getting more done. If I never needed to sleep, I could do all the things time with the kids, time to myself, but I like yours because hindsight is 2020 and I gripe about my kids a lot right now because I've been with them all week for spring break. I don't know why. Do they start in September? No, they start in August. Yeah. So it's just one of those things, you know, figuring out the whole school situation and schedules and lunches. And if I didn't need to sleep, I could actually be more productive. I hear you. I hear you. Well, now try, I balance uh, middle school and elementary school now. It was so easier when they both went to the same school. What time do your kids start school? This is like, I'm going to cut this out, so, but I'm just curious. Um, so my son officially starts school at 8.15. He has to be in class. The bell rings okay. at 8.10. And then my daughter's bell rings at 8.30. She has to be in class by 8.35. Okay. Sienna's tardy bell rings at 7.15 for oh kindergarten. Gosh, that is early. Yes. If she were to take the bus to school, yeah. I have, I know parents whose kids are on the bus before 6 a.m. Wow, that's crazy. For elementary school. It's kindergarten through second grade. Yeah. So anyway, that's my own personal gripe. <laughs> I am not a morning person. It's it's fine. Oh they just pull them out of the car and close the door. But I, I'm just asking all my friends because I'm like, is this normal? I don't think this is it's normal. It's not normal. No. <laughs> that's the first I've ever heard of that. Um, I've only know like there's a Catholic school right across from my daughter's middle school mm-hmm. and they their bell rings at eight. Okay. But I think they do it because of traffic, you know, because you have sure. all the parents moving off. So they're like, okay, we'll, we'll start a half an hour early. So yeah. Mm, that makes sense. Because I know like in Europe, they start like at nine o'clock. <laughs> I, I would love that. I want to be European all day long. 
there you go. <laughs> All right. I have some pictures of Sulema's art and jewelry in the show notes, and we will post them on Instagram as well. So please go check them out. I want to put a few in my closet and my bedroom and Sienna's bedroom and the hallway. And I really would have decorated my entire apartment in a more first paintings. That's single Monica. Paul might have other ideas. Um, so I have to, you know, balance. If you love this episode, don't forget to subscribe and leave a five-star review. If you want more two Monica's in a microphone, follow us on Instagram at two Monica's podcast. That's with the number two. And don't forget to hit that share button and send this episode to a friend who might enjoy it as well. So Lema, thank you so much for being a guest on our spotlight series. Let our friends know where we can find you on social media. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed the time that I spent with you. You can find me um, at Instagram, um, more first Galleria or at a more underscore first TikTok, a more first and Facebook, a more first. <laughs> And you can um, find our items at amorphous.com. I love it. Thank you for your time. Friends, I hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you next time. Bye. Today's credits for music are Fantastic World, Winnie the Moog, The Most Successful Business, Musical Files, On My Way, Kevin McLeod, Enjoy the Life, Musical Files. You can find all credits on our show notes.